You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper, and let's get started. This week in our Business Builder segment, Michael and I will be talking about the importance of having your own branded process and how you can leverage your process to grow your business. That's up a bit later, but first, it's our success interview. Today, we're talking with entrepreneur, speaker, and budgetologist, Felicia Jones. Through her company, Keeping Up with Mrs. Jones, Felicia inspires solopreneurs to be successful managing their money, living, and the life of their dreams, and all having fun at the same time, which I love. I'm excited about our conversation. Welcome to the show, Felicia. Hey, Janelle. Thank you so very much for having me. I am so excited. Well, and I've had the the pleasure of hearing you speak and you know, knowing about your message. So our listeners are in for a real treat today. I love to start these conversations by asking our guests to share just a little bit about their business and their background, how they started their company and how it's evolved over time. Oh, wow. This is such a fun story. So my background comes from working for the U.S. Navy for 11 and a half years. So out of college, I have a computer science degree, and I eventually got my master's degree in systems engineering. So I was pretty much a computer nerd, uh, working in research labs, um, supporting the sailors, and uh, wherever they went, I went um, to support them. And But I knew it wasn't a lot. It wasn't enough for me. So I got to a point in in my life where I just needed to do something different, but I really didn't know how. So I connected with um, my future business coach, and she was at eWomen. It's so funny. Uh, She was at an eWomen networking meeting, and I said, everyone went around the room, and I said, I don't have a business. All I know is that I need to do something different. And I met my coach there. And from a VIP session, I just happened to mention that when I got bored, I created budgeting spreadsheets. And someone said, why don't you help people with that? And I was like, with what, money? I was like, seriously, do people (laughs) need help with money? And and my husband's like, "Uh, yeah, people do need help with money. I was thinking I was going to be an international jewelry salesperson. That just sounds more fun. But... um, But I took something that I just happened to say I did for fun, and that turned into the business of me helping business owners and individuals learn how to budget. How interesting. You know, 
that's actually how, and somewhat of a similar story with Turn Knowledge to Profit and how that came about. Um, Michael was going through a transition, and I was really busy with eWomen Network, and somebody said to him, when were you your happiest? What do you love to do? And it's creating products, programs, and services, and like the light bulb went off. And it's like, okay, people need that. I love to do it. You know, a perfect match. I love those kind of stories. I know. They're so funny when you just happen to fall into something. A talent that you didn't know was a talent. <laughs> I know. And I think a lot of people have those things that they're really good at, and they're trying to create a business, but they're not taking that step back and really looking at what are they good at, what do they love doing, and really trying to find and establish a business with that. Because oftentimes we think it's so easy for us, everybody gets it, but they don't. <laughs> You know, it, it's very interesting. Um, Mark Cuban, he says, you know what, you shouldn't follow your passion. He says, you should follow what you're good at. That's what's going to make you the money, and then you can do your passion. So it's a very mm -hmm. interesting way of looking at things. So, you know, spreadsheets, and I love spreadsheets and numbers because I can then, it really helps me tell a story and know what I need to do. So what do you find when you're talking to people is kind of the, the biggest challenge that you have to overcome to get them to start to think differently? You know, when it comes to numbers and money, the biggest challenge is people saying, I am not good with numbers. I am not good with money. And that usually goes back to how we grew up, and especially for us business women, um, if we grew up with those those things in our head that said we, you know, women aren't good at math, um, I have to always debunk that myth. And I tell people that you know I'm actually pretty good at math. And a funny story: I was at my job one day, and this um, one of the guys was saying that you know his daughter was having a hard time in her math classes. And he says, you know, well, because girls aren't good at math. Now, of course, we were in a room with all female engineers, and we just all turned and looked at him and told him, you probably need to be quiet right now. So that is my <laughs> first hurdle, just to let people know that, you know, this is a myth. You can be really good at math. This is just a challenge, and you just need to learn to be better with it. That's it. Mm -hmm. well, you know, it's interesting because if you think you aren't good at something, You'll prove you yourself right, and if you think you're really good at it, you'll prove yourself right. So it's really that um, mindset piece, and I know at, at the Ewoman Network Conference this year, we really talked a lot about that, even with our managing directors, because people often say, well, it's really hard to do something, or people <laughs> don't want to do it, and I can't get them to do it. And it's not getting them to do it, it's showing them the opportunity, but we, we tell ourselves stories about how we can't do it or it won't work, and then we just find ways to prove that true. Yeah, we do it so often, and especially when it comes to budgeting, numbers, the math inside of business. I usually tell people, I was like, well, surprise, you own a business. Guess what? You need to know the numbers. And, mm -hmm. and I have to tell them that budgeting is not a restriction. It is it's actually an opportunity for you to make really good decisions in your business and be a mm -hmm. very strong and confident C CEO. So I usually have to lead with that and say, you know, it's going to make you more confident and more powerful than what you think um, you can do right now. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the um, 
the the best pieces of advice I heard from someone uh, a number of years ago that was talking about numbers and and monetizing what you do is you know she said if the number ends in ish it's not a real number and it's amazing and I love that that's always kind of stuck in my mind because you know I ask people questions today when I'm talking to them and it's amazing and I'm sure you see it all the time people don't have a clue how much something costs how much you know their their profit is what they're paying I was talking to somebody yesterday who I know got a fairly you know good sized check and she wasn't even aware it had been put in her bank and it had and it's like how do you manage your business when <laughs> and, and I find more and more stories I don't know do you see that very often Oh, I see it very often. I mean, we can have another three-hour show on this exact topic. <laughs> um, I see it so often that it is it's mind-blowing, but it's, it's starting to become normal with business owners. And it, it, it shocks me, it saddens me at the same time, because so many are running on paper what could be very successful businesses, but they have no idea where the money is going, where it's coming from, and, and then they always are looking for something else to fix everything. It's like, well, I'm not making enough money. I'm going to go buy a coaching program, join a mastermind, when it's sometimes you need to figure out what's going on inside the business instead of just putting patchwork on it. But it happens so often when people have no clue what's going on. I had a, a client at one time who made $130,000 in the first quarter, was so excited for them, but managed to spend that $130,000 in the same quarter and, wow. and, and was clueless. And they were, they were like, well, I don't know where the money went. And they were looking at me and I was like, well, you spent it. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, we have to get a grip on it. And I think it's because inherently when you become an entrepreneur or decide to become an entrepreneur, you step into a very creative mode and your mm -hmm. brain is just on and you have all these ideas and things that you want to do. And getting down into the numbers, and I call it the non-sexy, um, it really takes away the energy from dreaming up ideas, meeting new people, and just brainstorming. Whereas, you know, in order to be successful, you really do have to pay attention to those numbers. Absolutely. And I'm amazed at how many, and, and there are a lot of phenomenal products programs out there, so I'm not saying people shouldn't take them and look at them, yes. but I think we need to be very strategic about what we do. We don't need more shelf help, and I'm amazed at how many people <laughs> buy a program and it's on their shelf and they never do anything with it. And if you're going to do it, you need to get into action and use it to get results, not just spend the money and do nothing with it. You know, it happens a lot. And I think because so many of us, we are looking for quick, fast, easy. And unfortunately, we do have a lot of people that are selling success by, by the dozens. Basically, I can mm -hmm. get you to a million dollars in a year. And of course, you know, we want that. But if you really, and I tell people, if you really talk to a very successful business owner, you'll realize that it did not take a year. <laughs> it didn't take three mm -hmm. years. Sometimes it takes longer than what we imagine and expected for us to get there. And I was just talking to a young lady today, and she invested $30,000 into her business for a coaching program. And, mm -hmm. and, I, and I was asking her, I said, are you ready for this? Because you need to be able to show up 
and do everything they say because otherwise you're going to come to me in a year and say, hey, I think I need to work on my budget because I wasted a lot of money. And I was like, that mm-hmm. won't get it. You, you have to show up, be available, and be ready to do the work. Absolutely, because there are no quick fixes. It's not a magic pill. If it was, everybody would be at that level of success. You've got yes. to do the work to get the results. You absolutely have to do the work. And sometimes I think a, um, a lot of business owners – are afraid of that, that work component, and we're just looking for the fast and easy way to be successful. And then, yes, we end up with an expensive um, shelf help collection. Um, mm-hmm. And I usually force people, like, well, you paid for this. Why don't we go back and do that program again? <laughs> right. No, absolutely. And I know we see a lot of people all the time that say they want that six-figure, multiple six-figure business, but when, you know, when it gets down to it, they're not really committed to doing what it, they need to do to make sure they get there. And you know, a lot of times it's something really simple, but it's not always easy. You still have to do the work. You still have to do the work. And um, one of the biggest journeys I've had in my business, um, I, I was on the phone with a friend and I said, you know what? It seems sometimes it seems like everyone else is moving faster than me, where both of us, we had to like, let's go back to square one and realize that um, the first year of business is really cute. You, you get to make all your business cards, you get to network, you get to meet tons of people. The second year of business, at least for me, it got, okay, this is a little bit more real now. But by the third and fourth year, it's just like, you know, it's time to really go out and do something because Cute is only good for the first year of business, and I've spent tons of money, and I'm ready to move to get to that next level. And even an eye-opener for me was I knew having a business was a lot of work, but I was at a retreat, and I was like, this is a lot of work. Like, wow, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and I've gotten off of my soapbox in the beginning. I was one of those, everybody needs to start a business. Now I'm like, no, this is not for everyone. This you have to have a strong gut, will, and stomach um, to be an entrepreneur because it won't go the way you think it will go. And even if you do have success um, in the beginning, maintaining that success is just as stressful, uh, but it is a lot of fun. It is so much fun to be able to control everything, but it does require a lot of work and a lot of faith too. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that still continues to amaze me is people are networking, they're, they're doing a lot of the activities they need to do, but they're not following up. They're not inviting people to step into business. I know when we came back from the, the Evil Network International Conference, we committed, Michael and I committed to really doing our follow-up, um, and we did it very timely like the day, you know, came home Sunday, Monday, everything went out. (laughs) And we had over a 50% response rate to all of the emails that we sent out within 24 hours, which is phenomenal and, you know, a full two weeks of, of call set up. And I was amazed. I did not get one unsolicited, something that I did not initiate email back. And I used to be one of those people, you know, you collect all these cards and you don't do anything with them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wait a minute, if you're going to spend the time, and even more importantly, you know, you've got money that you've outlaid to go to an event too, you need to be able to say, 
I'm going to take action. Meet people strategically and meet them with a purpose, not just, again, to collect yes. cards. We don't need shoeboxes full of cards. They don't do anything. No, I, I've had the shoe boxes full of cards, and and um, when I work with my clients, I tell them, I say, I'm an open, I'm an open book. I'll tell you the traps I've been in, where I've made mistakes. But I so totally agree with you. Um, I came back from um, the international conference as well and was committed. And I told my husband, I need you to hold me accountable so I can get my follow up done because mm-hmm. I have gone to events, and you come back with those cards, especially warm cards. Mm-hmm. And you and everything else becomes important. You know that website becomes important. My my pretty Canva pictures become important. Oh, my social media <laughs> posts become important. And then you right. realize, you know, even for me and when I talk to people, like what's making the money? That follow up strategy. That's what's going to make you the money and making sure that you talk to people, not everything else. So you really do have to commit to doing the work. Um, that will bring the money in. And no, it's not the sexy part of business, but it is the part of business that um, shows that you're a success. Absolutely. Absolutely. We need to take a real quick break, but when we come back, I'd love to have you share some of the biggest mistakes um, that people make when they're trying to grow their business and talk about some of the ways they can really um, get better about tracking their money. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is 1 million women entrepreneurs generating $1 million in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Today on our success interview, we're talking with entrepreneur, speaker, and budgetologist Felicia Jones. If you missed the first half of our conversation, you need to go back and listen to it. We had a great conversation about 
taking action about self-help versus self-help. And if you struggle with numbers and getting results, you want to listen to the first half and stay with us for the rest of the conversation. Um, it was really some, some great tips. And I'd love to start this half of our conversation, Felicia, by asking you, what's the biggest mistake that entrepreneurs make when they're trying to build and grow their business? Oh, wow. That is a very loaded question right there. I love it. Um, <laughs> one of the biggest mistakes, and I'll have to take it from a budgetologist standpoint, is not giving the numbers the priority that they should, they should give them. And that means not paying attention, paying attention to them in the beginning and also not even giving yourself a salary in the beginning. And a lot of people get confused when I say you need to give yourself a salary and they say, well, I'm not making any money. But in reality, the bills are getting paid in your home some kind of way. You are giving yourself a salary even if you don't realize it. But it's mm -hmm. making sure that the, the numbers stay a priority and that you stay on top of them on a regular and consistent basis. So how would you recommend if someone's not doing anything at all, What's the best way to get started? Because when you aren't a numbers person or you haven't been paying attention to them and all of a sudden you say you need to start doing it, it can be really overwhelming. And when they get <laughs> overwhelming, they do nothing. Yes. So how do you get I know. started? <laughs> so I usually tell people just to get started. The first thing is just to acknowledge what's going on with your numbers. Just acknowledge mm -hmm. that numbers are a part of your business. The second thing is I always institute a system, and I call it the first and 15th system. So the first, the first of the month and the 15th day of the month, I want you to take one hour to look at your numbers. And I always say do it between the hours of 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. Because after 9 a.m., you should be doing income-producing activities. But just mm -hmm. one hour between 6 a.m. and 9 a.m., look at your overall financial picture. Start with your personal finances. Start with your business finances. And just look at them. You don't have to go mm -hmm. and try to solve all of the problems in the world in that mm -hmm. hour. But I want you to just get used to looking at them, acknowledging them, and knowing that something needs to happen. So I would mm -hmm. just get started basic with um, having that system in place so that you can start paying attention on a regular basis. And, and I always say do it in the morning because, you know, what we do as business owners, we wait until the middle of the night, 10 o'clock. We start looking at spreadsheets. We, we're either hungry or we've had a little too much wine. And then we get annoyed. <laughs> then we, especially for us business women, we go and talk mm -hmm. to our spouse and then everybody get all, get all heated and then we don't have a good night's sleep. So I mm -hmm. don't recommend doing numbers after 6 o'clock um, or when you're hungry. So I always say do them mm -hmm. early in the morning uh, so you can have a fresh brain. <laughs> I love that. And that's really a simple way to get started, because um, it is really simple. It's not complicated. You don't need to mm -hmm. build or do anything. So let me ask you, what are some of the big ahas that people get once they start with that, that simple activity? Well, gosh, some of the biggest ahas, um, especially you know, when you start just paying attention, I always say start with those business expenses first. And mm -hmm. I, you know, just for a quick one, I tell everyone, just look at your meals and entertainment, you know, for all of those coffee dates. And um, I actually did a podcast show on, on my podcast about $300 coffee dates. 
the biggest aha a lot of business owner gets is that they spend a lot of money on coffee dates and food. And when you are a beginner business owner and you, you need every dime possible to reinvest in your business, um, you'd mm-hmm. be surprised that a lot of business owners spend anywhere between five and $700 a month on coffee dates, um, networking. Wow. Um, so that's usually the first place I tell people to start, you know, you like, just look at your meals and entertainment, look at how much coffee you drink. And, and if you're like me, I don't even drink coffee and I was still spending tons of money on coffee dates. So, um, start there uh-huh. and then you can really start looking at your business expenses. Wow. And, and, you know, what people tend to forget is, you know, we look at those hard costs, what we're paying out of pocket, mm-hmm. but our time is really oh, wow. our most valuable asset. And when you're doing that, you're not doing, as you say, income producing activities. So for a one mm-hmm. hour coffee date, you've got to get dressed, you've got to do makeup, you have to do hair, yes. then you've got to drive there, and then you have to drive home. So yes. a one-hour event at minimum is two hours away from what you're doing. One of the things that I've started to do is do some virtual meetings or a virtual mm-hmm. happy hour or a virtual conversation. They're shorter. I don't have to leave my house. And, you know, if I want something, it's something from here. So if I'm going to do it, but I do it very strategically, you can't do it with everyone. No, you cannot do that with everyone. And and you are so on point because when it comes to budgeting, it's not only just the money, it's your time as well. And, yes, we can can sign up for coffee dates and be out of the house all day. But I Mm -hmm. do like the virtual meetings. One, it does bring down the cost. And you can have really good conversations with people. And, of course, if you love each other, you can eventually go meet and have coffee or have lunch. But, um, and, but if we're just real, you know, if we're just being realistic, sometimes there are a lot of people who, um, who are um, wasting our time. And I hate to say it that way because um, mm-hmm. we inadvertently get caught into a sales pitch when we go mm-hmm. out. And, um, and I do say you do virtual meetings and go for a walk. People cannot catch you in a, in a virtual sale in a sales pitch when you're walking. So, and walking mm-hmm. helps you um, think and you know take a little take a little calories off off your body too. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. So, how do you? One of the things we love to talk about is how business owners use products, programs, and services to really serve their clients, um, because so many of of the people that are building a business want to be able to leverage their time and really charge a premium for their one-on-one time and Mm -hmm. reach a bigger audience. So how do you use products, programs, and services? Oh, my gosh. So the products that I use just to connect with my my clients, um, I have have definitely gone very virtual. Um, My favorite product to use is Zoom, and it has been a lifesaver for my business it, it helps me record my sessions, keep my notes. Um, I also use OneNote um, um, by Microsoft. And it has helped me to come up with really good processes so that I can always be on and deliver the best content possible to my clients. 
And, it, you know, it's just been amazing with having some of the virtual uh, the virtual pieces and technology in our life. And I still go out and use like um, some of the other services, like using a co-working space that's in my neighborhood so that mm-hmm. I can meet with people. Cause you know, not everybody wants to be virtual, but I've realized that if I am local and I use the services around me that are local, I can still deliver um, and not spend, uh, give away too much of my time by driving, but b- still being able to connect with people. So Gosh, some of the products in my business, I absolutely love Zoom. Um, I wish I could invest in them. <laughs> it's been the <laughs> best thing ever. And OneNote, um, just in order for me to up-level how I am able to work with people and give them good quality at the same time. So I love it. Mm-hmm. Great. So I know that you have a budget school that you've got listed on your website. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, budget school is the most fun thing I've ever created in my entire life. So, um, so as a result of the training programs that we have inside of budget school, we make sure solopreneurs stop wasting money inside of their business. We make sure that they gain the confidence in their financial investments, and we make sure they have more money in their bank accounts. And we serve coaches, consultants, and solopreneurs and we want to make sure that they are upgrading their money skills and also giving themselves the salary. So our goal with Budget School is to serve in a way that works for anyone out there um, that is a coach or a consultant. You know, we have a DIY program, tons of videos, tons of um, free stuff. I, lo- I love budget-friendly freebies that you can go and get from budgetschool.co. Um, and, of course, if you want to work with me one-on-one, um, I'm part of the training programs inside of Budget School, just in case people can't do the DIY and they need someone like me to um, really um, hold them accountable to their budget and to their numbers. So I love everything that we're doing over in Budget School, and our mission is just to deliver top-notch quality and to support all of the solopreneurs and coaches out there and making sure that they are successful with their money. Do you find that people um, want more of that accountability and hand-holding, or do you find that people are getting good success with just taking the programs on their own if they are committed to doing them? You know, when it comes to the money piece, it's been very interesting over the last couple of years. A lot of people want the accountability and the hand-holding. Um, especially for the types of people that I attract. I attract a lot of creatives sometimes, and DIY does not work for them. So I would say our program is about 60% uh, in-person coaching, uh, one-on-one coaching. The other 40% are those who can handle the DIY, and they can Mm -hmm. come in and just blast through. There are some people, they are just on it. And Mm -hmm. one of the other things that we do provide with the DIY people, we do provide the monthly calls. We do live classes at the co-working space that I have partnered with. So if you're in the state of Colorado, uh, Mm -hmm. you can definitely drop into a class. But I do pop on monthly and make myself available to answer any questions in a group setting for anyone that is a full-time student inside a budget school. Interesting. This has been really interesting, and I think it's certainly a topic that people need a lot of education on to really help them. How can our listeners connect with you and really learn more about what you have to offer? You know, uh, everyone listening, you can go over and um, you can enroll inside of budgetschool.co. It's absolutely free, and it's budgetschool.co. 
and you can enroll and just start taking part of all of the free stuff that we have in there to jumpstart your budget. You can also connect with me on Facebook at Budget School CO, um, the same with Twitter and Instagram. And I like to have myself available. You can private message me. You can private message me on Twitter, Facebook, any questions that you have about your business, about your budget, I am there to answer. And every morning I actually go live at, uh, at 7.45 um, Mountain Time on Facebook Live. I go live and I, I answer any questions anyone has about their business, about budgeting, and about living the solopreneur lifestyle. So I, I try to make myself as available as possible, and, um, and I even give out my phone number. You can text me if you have questions. So. <laughs> Wow, that's very nice. Um, mm-hmm. No, this has been this has been great. Um, as we wrap up our time together, can you give our listeners just one piece of advice that they can use, you know, immediately to help them build, grow their business? Oh, absolutely. I will actually go back to the advice I gave earlier: the first and fifteenth. This is the system that will help you gain the confidence you need around your numbers. So every 1st and 15th of the month, take one hour between 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. and just look at your overall financial picture. It's something you can start right now. The 1st is coming up in another week or so. So all you have to do is just really start looking at the numbers and acknowledging them. And I love the 1st and 15th system. I love that. So I'm going to challenge all of our listeners to do that and to start paying attention to their numbers. It's going to make a big difference on your bottom line. Thank you, Felicia. It's been a fantastic conversation. Thank you so very much for having me. This was a lot of fun. We need to take another real quick break, and when we come back, it's our business builder. Stay tuned. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. 
If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we'll be talking about the value of having your own branded process. You know, a lot of people wonder and talk about a branded process, but can you explain, Michael, what that really means so everyone understands what we're talking about? Sure. Um, First, you know, if you can package up what you do into a series of clear steps, then it's really easy to explain to other people and it's easy easy for others to remember. Second, if you can define that process or those steps with some unique name, then it becomes yours and yours alone. It really is what distinguishes you from your competitors. Um, For example, you might see, uh, maybe you've seen these in the past if you're scrolling through social media, Uh, You'll see ads for things like the fast results formula or the CEO system or igniting your greatness or selling or savvy selling um, or even accelerated client engagement program. Um, All of those are branded processes and each one of them is unique to the person or the people that created it. It really gives those people some instant credibility. The third thing is notice that most branded processes are some type of system or program or solution or formula or something like that. Uh, So why is that? Well, you know, people love systems, programs, solutions, formulas. It really gives them the feeling that whatever issue they have to solve, whatever their current challenge is, that that formula or that solution or that program will solve it for them. Well, we know a lot of people who work one-on-one with clients. How do they take what they're doing and find their branded process or what's unique to them that they might be able to put into a program or a system? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting you ask that because we talk with a lot of people that start out saying, I don't really have a process. Uh, each client I work with is unique and I need to address each of them in a different way. And that's really the value that I bring is the uniqueness. And um, the reality is that everybody, and I, I truly believe this, everybody has some type of underlying process that they use with every single one of their clients. Now, what I mean by that is certainly they may come to different conclusions. Uh, Clearly, each client needs something slightly different because each client's unique. But the process that you use to engage with those clients to determine what their underlying issue is and then address that issue is some type of a process that you use over and over and over again with all of your clients. So even when they're unique, there's there's some common elements underlying what you do. Uh, in, in a sense, that's what makes each of us unique in our coaching is that we have our own approach, our own unique process that we use to work with our clients. Uh, Maybe it's that you go through the same steps every time. 
maybe it's that um, you start out with an assessment or you start out with them talking about their their company or what their issue is or you start out by having them answer some questions for you that's the beginning of your unique process um, we've worked with clients in fields as diverse as say social media marketing all the way to psychology to, uh, to voice coaching and even to relaxation coaches and they each have their unique process that they use with every single client um, and again sometimes they don't notice that right away but as we to delve deeper with them it turns out that they do actually have that process and they do actually follow with all their clients and, and they really come to see that 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 their uniqueness is in their process not in dealing with each client in a unique way that's why I know that when you're talking to people about whether or not they're ready to create a product or where they are in their business development, it's really important for people to have done one-on-one -on -one coaching or really be familiar with their process because then they can look at it and they can see what is unique to them, what are they doing over and over again. And if you've done it, repeatedly you're going to find those processes so often people and we know a lot of them have gone out and developed products and then they say they don't sell no one's buying it we have a lot of great ideas but until you've actually tried it practiced it massaged it really understand what your gift is it's really difficult to create products that you're going to monetize and are really going to help you leverage your time i believe yeah, absolutely. I agree. I when I coach people, if uh, they come to me and they say I want to develop an online course or I want to develop a mastermind or whatever, that's one of the first questions that I ask them. In fact, that's part of my process is, you know, are you doing coaching now? What kind of coaching are you doing? Um, because I, I think you're absolutely right. It's key that you've done some one on one or even small group is OK, but some kinds of coaching that uh, with real clients uh, and the reasons for that are there's there several um, first off as you mentioned you want to know what sells and really the only way you can know that is by working with clients and seeing what works for them um, what benefits they've gotten what transformations they've gone through because of what it is you do and until you've done that, you don't really know, uh, I would say, what the true benefits of your process are. You may think you know, uh, but, but you may find that clients get a completely different transformation, not one that's, that's less important, in fact, probably one that's more important than the one you originally set out to give them. Um, that's important knowledge. That's important to know. Um, the other thing is that until you work with real clients, you don't, I would say you don't really know what your process is. You may think you know what it is uh, and what that very, very first client, you're going to provide them with what you think the process ought to be. But what you'll find is that as you start to work through it with them, there are parts that they're going to understand very quickly and there are going to be other parts of it that they just are having real difficulty understanding. 
And those are areas where you may need to make some refinements or tweak a little bit or change the order of some steps or maybe insert some additional um, things that they need to do in order to get to those next steps. And that's where you really are flushing out your process, the real process that really works for people. And so I think for those reasons, you really have to be in the place of um, this is the process I've used to transform a lot of people and this is the result they've gotten. It's too often that, that, that we, and I know you have as well, we run into coaches um, who are basically selling you the process that worked for them. So they had a transformation in their life that worked for them and they make the leap that because it worked for them, it now should work for everybody. And so, and we've done this, we've done this where we sign up for those programs, we get into the program and we realize, well, you know, it's not that it's a, a not a good process, it's certainly good, but it doesn't work for me. I'm not in that same, I'm not you, I'm not in that same situation, I'm not in the same business you're in. And so now I as a client am left with either um, figuring out how to adapt what you're telling me to my situation um, and or sort of giving up on it. So I think, again, it's really important that you, you do that one-on-one -on -one coaching and you really find out who your ideal clients are and what transformation they get from working with you and then really identify what your process is. Well, and you and I have also talked quite a bit with people who when you ask them what their process is, they tell you, and that's one of the beauties of working with an expert like yourself, is that you're able to see what's missing because so often coaches are real experts in a particular area. What they do, they do so automatically by routine. It's that unconscious, competence they they do these things and to them it's so simple and it's no big deal and they don't think to call it out but that is the secret sauce in their process and i think that's one of the challenges with coaches when they try to develop their own programs on their own is they leave out some of those key steps because to them everybody should know it because it's come so naturally to them and you're able to draw that out which really puts together the package in a way that gets results and people are able to monetize it very quickly yeah absolutely what we find when we work with experts is that they do something we call speed thinking so they'll be on step 12 and their client is back on step two and and they don't understand like how come the client doesn't understand steps three through 11 uh, because it's so easy for them. Um, just the other day, I had somebody tell me, oh, look, it takes five minutes. You just go on this site and do this and this and this and this and this, and then you go over here and you do that and that. It's five minutes. And I was lost in their explanation of what I was supposed to do, let alone actually going and doing it. So, so it's really, again, it's important when you start to work with those clients and, and really start to hone in on what your process is, that you look for those spots where they, the client is not getting it and ask yourself, sort of step back away from it, as you said, step back a bit and say, so what additional information do I need to give them? Am I speed thinking? Is it, uh, you know, something, it, it, it sort of goes back, and I don't know if a, a lot of you remember, but back when you were in high school or in college, 
um, and you had that professor in math class that said, um, uh, here's the problem and I'll leave the solution to you. Well, the, the solution was obvious to, to the professor, but it wasn't so obvious to you and you sort of left, well, I don't know what to do. And the same thing is true with, with some of your clients as well. So if someone thinks they're ready to develop a product or they have a product that has not been selling the way they think it should, and I know both of those are things that you can help people with, I really invite people to reach out to you at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk, the number two, p.com, and just set up a call with you to find out what could they do differently. I know that you've talked to a couple people and reviewed their courses and given them some brilliant, really actionable feedback that allows them to hit the target of what they're trying to accomplish. And we'd like to invite all of you to visit us on Facebook at Turn Knowledge to Profit and share your questions about creating your branded process. And if you have one, let us know what it is. We'd love to check it out and we'd love to learn about more about you and your business. Yeah, absolutely. Just to sort of to close up, you know, the, your branded process really is the framework on which you're going to hang all of your products, all of your services they're all gonna be consistent, they're all gonna be based on that process. And if you, once you have your process in place, there's really no limit to the ways you could package it up for different, at different price points with different levels of intimacy with you uh, for different audiences. It, it really is unlimited. So it really allows you to grow your business in incredible ways. So we look forward to connecting with you at Turn Knowledge to Profit and join us for more next week. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for a future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profit.